Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. So why are they terrified? It's Easter, but Mark's reading this morning leaves us with fear. Fear. What's so terrifying to these women? What in the world makes them so afraid? Joy? I could get behind joy. Confusion? Maybe. But terrified. They are terrified. Jesus isn't there. He has been raised. Why are they so scared? Scared seems like the wrong response in the face of this news. On first glance, I don't really get it. Scared. It's easy to understand, actually, if you think about it. All of these years they had been following him, buying his message, his unheard-of claim. They had loved him, taken care of him. They had believed him and believed in him, and they had believed that just maybe, no, not even maybe, for sure, this was the one who would really change things. This was the one. They believed that he was the Messiah. They believed that their following him, their complete and utter devotion to him, would bring about their own salvation and the salvation of the whole world. And it all came crashing down. It was over. That huge stone was the period at the end of a long sentence. Then, over the last three days, everything, everything they had come to believe had been disproven. He was, after all that, powerless. He was a healer who couldn't heal himself, after all. A teacher with no lessons left to teach, he had become a joke, a criminal, a nobody. This Jesus person, their friend, and the one on whom they had hung their huge dreams, he had died. Died. And a gruesome, humiliating death, no less, a human, feeble death. Not only were they grieving the loss of their companion, but also the loss of their dreams, their plans for the future with this new Messiah. Their worldview had collapsed. They still loved him, sure, but their love had changed shape, maybe, more like pity. Over the last 24 hours during the Sabbath, they had spent time planning their trip to properly prepare the body, the dead body, of their friend, no longer a messiah. They had resigned themselves to the idea of death. It was finished. So no wonder this amazement. No wonder the fear. They weren't prepared for this news. They were prepared to say goodbye, not for an angelic proclamation of what exactly? What is it that this young man in white sitting on the stone tells them Jesus is raised? 
Their hopes may not be unfounded after all. Salvation could still be possible. Death is not the victor. Our gospel according to Mark leaves us wanting. Mark ends his gospel without a resolution, without another appearance, without any answers. We are left like the women, hanging on, terrified and confused after a grueling week of betrayal and torture and brutal death, wondering what we are supposed to say and do now. Come on, Mark, what now? And Mark's answer is silence. Perhaps it's silence because we already know the end of the story. But perhaps it's silence because it is up to us, like it's up to these women, to believe. In the other Gospels, we hear the story of the road to Emmaus, where the disciples do not understand that they're talking to Jesus. We hear the story of poor, misguided Thomas, who cannot believe without seeing it first. We know these endings to the story. We know that Jesus appears and then ascends. We know deep in our hearts, better sometimes than we even know ourselves, we know that death has been conquered, that God beat down evil. We know there is nothing to be afraid of. We know that. The women went away terrified and afraid and silent. Those of us who have been participating all week in Holy Week activities, following the story deep into the darkness of Good Friday, we come into this morning blinking in the bright light, startled by the shouting. The Gospel of Mark does not waste time feeding us post-resurrection appearances like so many jelly beans because it is up to us to get our noses out of our books and get out into the world. Proclaiming like the gospel, like the angel did, he has been raised. Do not be alarmed. We don't need to go looking in our gospels for written proof because we should be out in the world looking for them perhaps writing our own. We are, my friends, we are Easter people. We are Easter people in a world that wants to descend into despair. We are Easter people because we as disciples continue to see the risen Christ everywhere we look. We are Easter people because we choose to carry the vision of the risen Lord the vision of the conquered and empty cross everywhere we go. We are Easter people because we are becoming the resurrected body, not just standing around passively waiting for it. We know that this gospel is indeed good news, that the angelic young man's news is nothing to be frightened over, but to rejoice and that the shouting this morning should be carried out into the streets of a world that needs to hear it. The women at the tomb, though, they don't know this yet. They are terrified at the implications of an empty tomb. 
Do they have to shift their worldview again? Is it true? Will their hearts be broken? Or is this the real thing? We know for sure what the women did not know. That the Lord is risen and it is indeed good. The world is changed. God is alive. We will never be the same. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen.